Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album versus album. The King Diamond Podcast with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for those who love politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcasts. So check out RatsaleReview.com or search Review on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. this broadcast belongs to them we are on side two of in the shadows this is ready greg oh i was born ready and i'm ready too i just rode in with the headless rider actually you did oh really how was that bumpy yeah well i warned her i hadn't dated anybody in about eight years and i just drank a mountain dew you know shit happens how does he know where he's going? <laughs> How does he know where he's going? <laughs> Did you hold his head? Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. First not of all, that let head. me explain not that something head. about the dude. <laughs> it's like Pac-Man. Yeah, I had to hold his head up for him so he could see where he was turning and sometimes work the pedals, but it worked. <laughs> uh, side two, 13 invitations. This is the song that I'm not crazy about. I mean, it's a cool story, and I, it does have a really cool part in here where he talks about uh, where the hell did it go? 
Oh, crap. Where'd it go? Oh, they played all night in the burning light. The 13, we're sharing a mod. We're sharing a 9. High will win, low is the sin. The final card is the... The final card was in the devil's hand. The king of diamonds would win. That's my favorite part of that song. Yeah, that's my favorite line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the song doesn't really do much for me. It's not a terrible song. I mean, it's, it's a good, it's a decent song, but it's just a little on the boring side for me. Not I don't know. I, I, I think it's exciting. I mean, I like, I, like, I can see there's not like some big part that jumps out at you or something. But to me, it's like when, when I hear this song, it's like it's mosh pit time. It is time to break some ribs. <laughs> <laughs> you hear moshing in this song? This is a mosh pit song for me. Yeah, really? That okay. beat, that is that is a circle pit thing for me. This song. The double kicks. It's a headbanger. I think it rocks. Later on it changes up, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I just had to love it. Oh, I love this song. Straightforward. Oh, you do. <clears throat> uh, subject matter pretty much mirrors dangerous meeting, you know. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. And, yeah. My favorite line is that you know the king of diamonds would win, and uh, I dig it, man. I always like this song. Um, it's kind of straightforward for fate, but but I dig it. I think it's cool. Yeah. yeah it's mm-hmm. not terrible. Song. It's good. It's a no. Lot. I like it, but it's not very memorable. But I still like it. There's uh, a great it's, just, well, it's, it's overshadowed by a lot of what's around it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's great solos throughout this whole album. Like I said, it's hard to talk bad about this album. Because mm-hmm. there's just so many good things about it. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. It's not a bad song. It's just there's yeah, a there's lot so of many other killer songs on, on here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, Room of Golden Air. There's no lyrics to songs. It's an instrumental. I like it. It's kind of cool. It's I, it's the first instrumental, I believe, right? Yeah, that they've done. Uh, well, yeah, because <laughs> he does the vocals a little bit on to one far away. Yeah, oh, true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I like it because it has spy chords. Spy chords. Spy chords. Oh. Like the uh, Peter Gunn. It's got like a Peter Gunn theme. <laughs> it does. Cool. Yeah. Ralph, what do you think of Golden Air? Room of Golden Air? I, I, I can take or leave it, man. Take or know? leave it. Yeah, I don't, I don't consider it very memorable. I, it's an okay instrumental, but um, I think there, everything else is better on here. It's my least favorite on here. Yeah, yeah I could see that. And, it needs vocals. It seems kind of aimless on its own, yeah. honestly. I yeah. mean, it ro- it rocks, but it uh, it almost feels incomplete as an instrumental, yeah. honestly. It made me think that maybe they just, it was incomplete, and they thought, well, we don't have vocals to it, but it still rocks, so let's put it on the record. Mm. I don't yeah. know. Could have been. Uh, the song we were just talking about, Legend of the Headless Rider, that yeah. Greg wrote in on. Probably, yeah. well, I guess I can't say probably. Uh, I'll just say it's one of my one of my favorite tracks on this album. Uh, I, I just I love the story of it. Uh, I, the headless rider story has just co- always been cool to me. I just love love that whole story. Uh, great song. It, it's just it's a lot of twists and turns in this song. Very similar to the old Oak, I think, in a way. It's another epic song on this album. 
just a great song. So many catchy chorus parts, verse parts, uh, great lead parts. The drumming's cool in this song. They're just oh, and at the end too. Um, I love the end where he's that epilogue thing. The mind in my headless body seems to be chained to the inside. I can move towards the light, and as he rides away, leaving with the leaving with this curse, I hear his laughter in, in the distance. Actually, it's my laughter. He stole my head. Does this mean I'll be the one next year? I, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Really cool song on, on this album. It has the coolest opening line. You know, I'm yeah. the Undertaker. I'm the yeah. ghost of the night. I'm a coffin shaker. Shaker. Cool name for a band. Coffin shaker. I'm surprised it's not. I know, right? I think I'm going to very... Muddy Waters could have come up with that. <laughs> I'm serious, man. That sounds like old blues lyrics, man. Let's see, we have yeah, it does sound like a Willie Dixon song. Yeah. yeah. We have a bassist. We have a singer. I'm sort of a drummer. All right, this is the Coffin Shaker band right here. The Coffin Shaker. <laughs> this song and, is and great. Oh, cool. You, you, you want to do like a flow and Eddie routine, Lisa? There you go. <laughs> we just need to cover this song. That's all. We just need to cover this too. <laughs> I, was, I love that I part. Was... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, my favorite. I love that. Take a look at the sky. Yeah. See yeah. that evil eye. I love that part. Tonight oh. the moon. I'm not singing, but tonight, tonight the moon is cold as ice. Yeah. No, oh, that's the church building. <laughs> Love it. You it. know, I was born. I was born in Perrytown, New York, where Sleepy Hollow is mm. located inside Terrytown, New York. Like there's a yeah, in the middle of the town I was born in, there was a forest. You go in, there was actually a statue of the headless horse. Huh. In there, oh, and cool. uh, first eight years of my life was at in Terrytown, New York. And a, a really killer side note was Disney did an animated story of the Headless Rider, and I was a little kid watching this in Terrytown. And the actual animation showed my school, showed the church, oh, really? showed the little oh. river. They they actually drew my town. And can you imagine your little kid looking? Got your little town on TV. Uh, <laughs> pretty damn cool. That is pretty cool. Especially seeing that in animation, too. That's cool. Uh, anything else anybody wants to add to the Headless Rider? Again, at the end, it's like musical metal theater again, you know? Mm, yeah. Oh, it's strange how everything's changing. Now my life is faded away. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> It needs to be like a King Diamond fucking musical, I swear to God. <laughs> I would I would stand in line at Times Square all day for that shit. <laughs> gotta make it happen. It wasn't uh, it wasn't played live on um, in the Shadow Tour, but when I saw the nine tour, they played it. Oh really? Yep. So they have yeah, played they this did. song live. Mm-hmm. They played it on the night tour, but not on the In the Shadow tour. I don't remember. I've seen them live so many times, but I was probably a little, Ugh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, is that you, Melissa? Which is technically 
I guess the, mm-hmm. the final song on the album, which is kind of a weird ending to, to this album, I think. A little bit of a disappointing ending, in a way. But it's still a really great song. It's got the harpsichord thing. I really mm-hmm. like that. Which, again, you didn't really hear on Merciful Fate albums. That's more of a King Diamond album type thing, the harpsichord, I think, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it's cool that it bring, he brings back the story of Melissa and, and we get to hear a little bit more of that story. And, and I really like this song. It's not as good as the original Melissa song from uh, you know, the Melissa album, but to like make it kind of like a full circle thing, I really like it. I really enjoy it. Yeah, before Egypt, this was my favorite song. Uh, I always thought, it, is that you, Melissa? I just love it. It's got great melodies and hooks. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like it's a perfect song. It's so original. It's only King can do with those vocals. That, ah! You know, yeah. stuff yeah. he does during, you know, between lines. It's just so cool. And it's very melodic and cool. I, I really do dig this song a lot. Yeah. Really That's well good. done. It's another really great vocal performance. Superb. Yep. Superb. Yeah. I think it's a great closing track, too. It ends very powerfully with it. It's one of the best songs on the album. So I think, I don't know, it doesn't, like, on the end of Melissa, where the Melissa song ends on that one, it, it ends, because it's got, like, the acoustic stuff, and, and it just sounds like an ending track. This one, it just seems like there should have been one more song. I mean, technically there is, but there should have been one more song that should yeah. have ended the album. It's missing something to me. Well, maybe uh, that would have been the old oak because it's like Iron Maiden always took their most epic song and they put right. it at the end of the record. So it's almost like that nine minute old oak hanging tree song. Maybe they could have put it at the end. It's possible, but I, I don't know. I don't know what they would have put on the end of it. But old oak would have worked good as an ending track. Yeah. But again, it's it's a cool song. It's a really great song. It's I'm glad it's on the album. So it's a good song. Uh, I guess what is considered the bonus track, Return of the Vampire. We talked a little bit about this on the Return of the Vampire compilation that we just did a few weeks ago. Um, I really like this track, and at the time when this was out, I was a really huge fan of Metallica. And to see that Lars Ulrich was playing drums on this, I was really excited to hear it, and I was really happy with the outcome of the song, because with the, the way the uh, the one, the original version of Return to Vampire is, it's very disjointed to me. <clears throat> and the, like we were talking about in any other episode, the lyrics just, just seem like they're made up on the spot. This, they, they, which I'm sure Lars Ulrich had a, a hand in fixing this song and rearranging it so he could play it, you know, because, you know, I guess. But I can, this is, this, this Return to Vampire version is all Lars Ulrich. You know, and it's it makes sense now. Everything is the way it should be. The, there's actual lyrics. You can understand them on this one. <laughs> the drumming, I think, is better. Makes more sense. It's not so chaotic. Even though I think he could have played, he could have played a little bit better. He it does sound like he stumbles a little bit here and there. But it's Lars Ulrich. Give him a break. Um, I do like this version way better than the other one. I just wish that this, the drums on this track sounded like the rest of the album. I don't like hmm. it how it sounds like it's just, it's in a big echoey room. I, I don't like the drum sound on it, but otherwise, I like this Return of the Vampire way better. Yeah, as I said in that episode, I, I prefer this version. Um, love the riff in this song, and just love the structure and uh, 
the flow of it. It's just, it's an amazing song. Okay. Should have made one of the first two albums, actually. You know? Replace this with Night Downborn. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah that, that would have made more sense, too. If they would have refined it like this version, though. You know, right. I, I wouldn't have wanted to leave it like the other one. Oh, can you imagine if they would have refined it with Kim Ruz during the oh, Don't Break the Yes. Fucking way they better than this. It would have been the best song on the album, I think. Because it's got a really catchy chorus. Mm-hmm. Chorus is very catchy. All right, Lisa. When I said Lars, Lars Ulrich yeah. was coming, you, you made like a little... Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> the thing about Lars, and I get into a lot of discussions on these websites and stuff about Lars's drumming, and I always defend Lars because... There's a lot that he just didn't know and still doesn't know. He just sounds like a drummer that doesn't listen to a lot of music and he's not very musical. And he'll put these weird snare hits and just weird shit just coming out of nowhere and random. But in a way, it's a lot that that lack of knowledge let him just like not give a shit and just play weird things that you go, oh, like Metallica one. He's putting in all these weird beats and stuff. And just single tom hits and stuff that just sound right ra- and actually it works but on this song it just sounds like he's not to me it doesn't sound like he's playing for the song it sounds especially on the chorus it sounds like he's kind of fucking around a little bit but pardon my french anyway uh but in general i think just hearing the song with a good production value and with you know everybody's being really tight with that heavy lick I think it's like hands down, it's a better version. I think it's it's still got it's it still sounds kind of proto, but it's just it's just heavier because the sound is just heavier. You know, you get a broader range of frequencies, you get this low end. You know, and yeah, I can see what you mean about the drums sounding so different because it was a uh, what's the guy from the Foo Fighters when he did uh, some stuff with Ghost. Oh and yeah. Every, Everything. What is that? Why can't I? I'm blanking on his name. But Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. When he did a couple of tracks with Ghost, and everything is like super heavy, and the drums are really yeah. reverb, and the toms sound like kick drums, and you know, it's it doesn't fit everything else. Right. But it is its thing, and we all know. Okay, that's Dave Grohl. Okay, this is Lars, and we're gonna show him off. And you know, I had Vinnie Apice on my album. And his drums on the album, they do sound different than Larry London's drums because that's how he sounds. He's got this John Bonham heavy sound. So, you know, we tried to mix it in a little better. But it, it it's a bonus track. It sounds like a bonus track. So yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Greg? You I like the, the original. Yeah, I like the original better. You like the original better. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I just like uh, Kim Rose's drums better. I mean, Lars doesn't necessarily play bad here. It just doesn't really seem to fit the song, and that kind of bugs me. But it um, it is cool to hear it finished. I like it a lot like this. It sounds really heavy, but um, I prefer the demo version. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, he just sounds... He sounds like he's all over the place during large parts of the song. It's, it's yeah, weird. he's doing like Tom fills it, and like weird spots where it just doesn't sound right. But sounds like he's just fucking around, and yeah. it's kind of annoying to be honest. His problem is he he always got he never used the um, 
after the first album, or maybe even Ride Lightning, I don't remember, but he, he got rid of the ride symbol. He just stopped using it completely. He just removed it from his kit. So instead of using a ride, now he uses the uh, China symbol, and he uses it a lot in, in this song. Huh. And, and he just replaces it with other, like with Tom fills and all the stuff that, yeah. you know, like Lisa was saying, they all sound very awkward and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't know. That's just how Lars is, I guess. But also look at the Beatles. Look at Ringo Starr. He never, he wasn't that great of a drummer. And he played all over the place. He played these weird things. I was trying to play Beatles songs the other day, and I'm trying to play along with it. I'm like, wait a minute. That doesn't even make sense. And I couldn't even do it. I just gave up. And I don't even think he's that great of a drummer, but that's just how they play. It's creative. It's creative, and it fits with the music. Exactly. But that is In the Shadows. Really great album. One of my all-time favorite reunion albums ever. Doesn't get better than that. Um, yeah, can't, can't, uh, say anything more about that album, just how great it is. So go out and buy it if you don't own it. But if you're watching the show, you have to own it. So I don't know what, what I'm saying, but, uh, right now, oh, wait, before we leave and before we go to our interview with Angel Cote, and we didn't do this on the last two episodes, you guys, uh, Lisa, your album, promote your album. My album. Oh. Well, shoot, I don't even think I have a copy of it sitting out here. It's called, right. it's White Crone. I don't have it right here. The yet. Poisoner. The Poisoner. White Crone. C-R-O-N-E. It means old lady. <laughs> and white, and white, white old lady. <laughs> means white. So, and like I said, it features Vinnie Apice on a track. It's uh, it, it's kind of like a, a couple of years of hard work. I played almost all the guitars on the record and all the bass and sang. And Larry London, the masterful uh, drum instructor, he did the drums. And uh, Mady Farjami from Glacier did a couple solos. And uh, I'm really freaking proud of it. So check it out on Bandcamp, White Croon. Bandcamp.com. Oh, no, whitecrone.bandcamp.com, right? Whitecrone.bandcamp.com. Okay. That's right. You can also have it autographed because I have mine autographed in my stack somewhere over there. Very cool. Um, Oh, and Splintered Throne, you just released a video of an old song with you singing, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. So I had fun with Premiere Pro. That was actually, that's actually the first music video I've ever made. And we just had this idea to everybody, you know, film at home. And the bass player, like, had a picnic outside with his family and his <laughs> yeah, playing bass out in the yard. So, yeah. so it's kind of fun. It's kind of corny. And uh, no, that's really us. You know, those are our tracks. And, uh, had fun mixing that down and putting that together. And uh, yeah, we're working on a on a new full-length album. We got some kick-ass songs. Very Splinted cool. Throne. I got to buy the albums. They have them all, right? Available? Yeah, Redline, you know, with the, with their previous singer. Yeah, yeah, Incredible yeah. singer. Yeah, I got I to gotta catch up. You know, I got to listen to the old stuff. And then when you finally release something with them, I got to get mm-hmm. that too. Right on, man. Thank you for your support. I will get there. Of course, of course. Ralph, anything going on with you? Yeah, I only want to plug one thing this time. What's I want that? everybody to go on YouTube and type in White Crone, The Prisoner. And watch the, that. The, the Poisoner. Poisoner. The Poisoner. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very and much. watch the video. The video is awesome. And the song is even better. 
Thank it's you. amazing. This girl is very talented. Very talented. bass and the guitar. Amazing voice. Just go get, go watch it. Thank Trust you. me, you're going to end up loving it. I've shared it, and I've gotten a lot of uh, positive feedback from your video and the song. It's it's just amazing. So Thanks. I'm not promoting none of my stuff. I want everybody to go check out Lycrone the Poisoner. Thrash or die. Thrash or die. <laughs> Very cool. Yes, please go out and buy Lisa's uh, White Crone album and check out Splinter Throne as well. They're a very great band. Yes. And, um, yeah, I guess that's it. Oh, go check out our website, ratsoutreview.com. I forgot to promote this on the other shows, too. Go buy a T-shirt. We have plenty of T-shirts. I got a new T-shirt with our new mascot, Stanley. I couldn't think of a better name, so we call him Stanley. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, ratsoutreview.com. Please check out all our other shows. We got everything on podcast itunes spotify stitcher youtube everywhere so that's that and subscribe 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 and we will be back with angel cote talking about his introduction into merciful fate which is in the shadows his first uh, merciful fate album and that was a very cool interview we did with him and we are going to have some really cool guests coming up soon as well and i think hal patino will be on at some point in this broadcast. So we will see you guys next time. Sweet. Bye. Bye. Welcome to this broadcast uh, belongs to them. We are here with Angel Cote. What's up, Angel? Hi. 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 You were hey, you wearing the same clothes that you wore the other day when we were on our regular show. What the hell's going on? And Nate, you're still here. What the fuck? Oh, I'm hanging around. I oh. like Nile. Nile. Okay. I like that. Everything about oh, everything. dude, that's a cool Nile shirt. Oh, that's that King Diamond ripoff yeah. band. Yeah. I just uh, got this last week, actually. Well, who cares? <laughs> well, it is a King Diamond podcast, King you know, and you're you're over there repping some pretenders. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not let Troy. Well, know. I hope Troy watches. God this. damn it! I should have. I should have worn my "Don't Break the Oath" shirt. Should have. Uh, well, anyway, you are in the band them, and uh, them used to be before you were even in them. Them used to be a, a King Diamond tribute band, but now that is done with, and you are actually a real band now, and are working on your third album. Uh, but if anybody, nobody's heard of them before, go check um, the House of the... No, is it House of the Seven? <laughs> Christ, I can't remember. Manor of the Seven, Seven Gables. Gables. That's right. That is the uh, first album that uh, Angel is on. And there's also Sweet Hollow, but Angel's not on that one. And I don't want to get into that whole story. But uh, go check all of them. If you like King Diamond stuff, that's very similar. But Troy's not... Or KK is nothing like King Diamond, so... Anyway, so as we were talking on our last episode, um, you are a big fan of King Diamond, right? Absolutely. Uh, fuck yeah. What got you into King Diamond? Uh, what got me into King Diamond was uh, In the Shadows, the In the Shadows record. I was oh, wow. in high school, Late. Late and one. a friend of mine, yeah, I, you know, I'm fucking, a friend of mine gave me a, a, a tape, he was like, dude, here. I, I think you would like this fucking guy, King Diamond. Mm. And he hands me the fucking, hands me the, the cassette. The cassette. 
I'm like, Wrestle Fate in the shadows. He's like, dude, it's cool. I was like, is it anything like Slayer or whatever? He's like, no, it's not like that, but it's fucking cool. You'll dig it. I'm like, any like polka beats or anything like that going on? The thrash beats? No, dude, just listen to it. I was, and then, dude, and then I heard fucking Egypt. Yeah. And then the fuck, I heard Egypt, and then like that was it, dude. Like I fucking that was an, uh, one of those records. To this day, I put it on, start to finish. Yeah. Start to finish. So I, you know, I fucking, I think I, I, I stole his tape. I told him, I was like, dude, you're not getting it back. I was like, I'm keeping this. I, I think I told him I lost it or something like that. And the reality was that it was at my house all the fucking time. Yeah. And then uh, after that, I picked up, um, I'd like to say it was Don't Break the Oath. That was the next record I picked up. Yeah, so you worked your way backwards. Yeah. And then I was just like, fuck. And then, like, you know, then I saw that uh, at the time, Into the Unknown had just came out. Mm-hmm. So I picked that one up. I saw Time. Oh, picked that one up. Melissa, picked that one up. You know, Return of the Vampire. Oh, what's this? I'll take this too. Nah. Then I found out that um, he had King Diamond had his own solo thing. Oh wow, you you were really uh, late on that one, huh? Yeah. So like, you know, I saw Merciful. I got all the Merciful Fate stuff, and you know, then just going through the fucking music selection at a fucking record store. You know, for anybody who fucking remembers what that was, I would see fucking. I saw King Diamond. So I'm Man. like. King Diamond, that's that's the guy, that's the Merciful Fate guy. It's spelled the same way. Is it the same thing? And I'd fucking pull up, and surely enough, it's him. I'm like, oh, this guy got has fucking <coughs> own stuff. Like, what is this? Yeah. So I think I think the first record I picked up was, uh, I like to say, it was that a Thumb or Abigail. Hmm. And then fucking right away, you know, musically it was different. It was a little more uh, guitar virtuosic. Mm. And fucking Mickey D was just fucking, I mean, you know, Mickey oh. D's Mickey D. Right, yeah. But then I, I, I uh, got that, and fucking Fatal Portrait, Them, Conspiracy, and you know, I went through all the fucking, all the works. And I found myself not liking too much after Conspiracy. Really? And then I picked up, and then at that time, uh, Voodoo had just came out. Mm. So I... Picked up that record and I fucking I loved it, dude. I love yeah, like to this day. I, I love favorite ones, dude. No, yeah. I know, but not a lot of people talk about that album. No, and don't. I saw oh. him, and and that was the first time I saw King Diamond, and I saw him at a little a fucking tiny club, dude, for right. that tour, and it was fucking, dude, it was um unbelievable. Do you remember what club you saw them in? I mean, you got a terrible. Oh yeah, but do you remember? <laughs> Co- Co- Coney Island High. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In the city, so you know that place. It was on yeah, St. Mark's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've never been there, he, he but I know there about it. For that yeah. tour. Wow. He played there for that tour. I'm sure that place was packed out. Oh yeah, it was sold out. It was insane. It was the only uh it was the only show that they they put up a barricade at. And it was all like wow. makeshift like plywood and whatever. But yeah, it was okay. ridiculous. Oh, wow. It was absolutely ridiculous. I love nice. this series of old ass barricades. Just the <laughs> off methods they use. Yeah. I would love to see that title track done live. I bet it's amazing. <laughs> what? Voodoo? 
voodoo. Yeah. Uh, I I just I just saw him this last tour that he did, and they they play, he played that. He, that was like the fucking first time I think he played that song in quite some time. Oh really? That's yeah. uh that's what I heard. Yeah. Um. There there is a um a newer death metal band that I like a lot called Gate Creeper, and they were playing the same night. So. Uh, uh, <laughs> I went to that right. instead. Yeah. Well, there you go. You you missed Voodoo. He played Voodoo. Fucking jealous of you, Craig. Yeah, yeah. Dude, but when I when I when, when I fucking I when I saw them, he did that and the lake. I was real. Yeah. Upset, yep. Sorry. Lake, go ahead. I mean, and continue. Yeah. It, it, it sucks because that that's like the only time he ever played Voodoo songs. So I got to see I got to see him play. Uh, uh, it was the Loa House they did on that that show and really um, cool. yeah yeah uh one down two to go wow nice like cool fucking shit dude like and that, like that's it like after that he never fucking played any of that shit again mm, and like yeah. nobody yeah. talks about right. the record but like I fucking I always talk talk to people like dude Voodoo like Voodoo's like oh Voodoo I, I feel like that was like a return to form. Yeah, that's the best one out of the newer the ones that he has uh, released. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Yeah, oh yeah, I dude. agree. And it's it's like it's fucking twenty two years old already. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Wow, yeah. I didn't even realize that. Yep. Well, he hasn't released a record in thirteen years at this point. So <laughs> all right. that kind of is still his newer material. He's working on a record, isn't he? Yeah, well, well, yeah, well, <laughs> wish in one hand and shit in the other, but I don't know, you know. Cool. <laughs> I think he could do it. We'll what, wish in one hand and shit in the other? It's actually pretty easy. Let me show you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, can't hold a wish. <laughs> I, I, I like how you're not objected to me shitting in my own hand, but. You can't hold a wish. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Got sidetracked. Yeah. Anyway. It happens. It happens. happens. Do you you have a um, uh, a favorite King Diamond or Merciful Fate song? A fucking song, dude? Really? Like one fucking song? There's gotta be one that you're like, like, this is the one that got me into King Diamond. Well, the one that got me was Egypt. Egypt, yeah. You know, uh, as far as like you know, from Russell Fate. And then what, I guess. What about like a favorite album? What's your favorite album? Is is uh, Into the Shadows your favorite from Russell Fate since that's your first one that you were? Uh, I don't know. I think I would. I would have to say "Don't Break the Oath." Yeah. Oh, that's that's what yeah. I want to ask you. Too. What do you think of Kim Russ's drumming? I mean, he was only on those first uh, three albums. That, uh, guy, that, guy, that guy was out of control, bro. <coughs> out of control. Out of control. Like, his stuff is so fucking fun to play. Like, just yeah. to play along to mm-hmm. and, like, try to, like, you know, to do it note for note. Right. It's, a fucking, it's a fucking good time, man. It really is. Yeah. That I have done myself, yes. Yeah. It's a good That's... time. I'm, trying, I'm saying, like, note for note, not do your own fucking thing and, like, just try to be Kim Russ. Yeah. It's that easy. No. Ain't that fucking easy? No, it's not. Yeah, like I, I, fi- I, I find it it's easier to play Mickey D's stuff, you know, like like playing along to fucking anything off of Abigail or anything off fucking uh, you know, conspiracy or whatever. Yeah, the parts are tricky, you mm-hmm. know. But like he's so 
he's such a fucking solid, like, metronomic type of player, even though that, that stuff wasn't to a metronome, but he's such a fucking, like, rock solid and, like, precise player. Like, you, you, it's not that hard to figure it out. Like, you sit there like, oh, okay, I, I can hear how mm. flawless the sticking is, you know? Right. But yeah. someone like Kim Ruz is just fucking, like, dirty, dude. But it's still yeah. tight, you know? But it's just fucking really dirty, and it's like, ah, fuck, what is he doing there? Like, how did he do that fill, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I and never again, like, once, once, you fig- once you figure it out, it's not even like you're like, oh, fuck, it's not that complicated, but it's just very well thought out. Very yeah. well thought out. Yeah. I remember uh, listening to Egypt, and I so wanted to play that song on drums, and I just could not figure out how to do it. And um, I had another friend that was over at the time, and I said, "Listen to this, and just could you try to explain to me how to play this? This, you know, the beat because he does the simple thing, and it's just, I don't, I can't explain. Yeah. It. But just how that song is played, and he he showed me because he kind of figured it out. He was he's better on drums than I was, and uh, yeah, as soon as he showed me, I, I kind of figured it out. But uh, just that just that beat, it's just so. All right, it's well, weird. hold on. I I I got to ask you a question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you something because. I love the drums on that record. Mm-hmm. Who was the drummer on that album? What do you mean, who was the drummer on the album? Who was the drummer on In the Shadows? Oh, uh, Morton Nielsen. Bam, you got it! Yeah, well, you I'm said not Egypt. stupid. You said Egypt. Oh, did I mean, uh, I meant uh, Gypsy. Gypsy. What an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do that a lot. I'm like, he's talking about Egypt. Does he think Kim Ruz played on fucking In the yeah. Shadows? Yeah. A, a lot of people don't know that it's Morton Nielsen. They think it's Snowy Shaw because it's his picture it's in the pitch. book. That's right. No, see, I'm the only one that's not high in this whole room. Or, and you're probably not high either. But uh, no. yeah, I'm not high right now. I'm not yet. I'm, I'm, high, I'm, high, I'm high on life, man. Me too. But, I, <laughs> but yes, uh, uh, Gypsy was what I, I meant. And uh, yeah, that's Gypsy, a Caroline over here. It's a hard fun fucking track, it's dude. Fun. You get to learn how to play it correctly. Yes, yeah, once, it is right. once, once, once you, you you fucking figure out where what he's doing and when those fucking those uh the double on the snare comes in yeah. and all those accent points, it's like oh, this is it's pretty easy and it's a good fucking time. Yeah. That yeah. record is really fun to play. Yeah, definitely. Except for the song Nightmare. It's a terrible song. It's it's actual Nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard that song. That song's awful. And then the other song, uh, the Mickey D, uh, uh, Welcome Home. I will never, ever figure out how to play the intro to that song. That's just beyond me. So I'll, I'll, I'll teach it to you one day, dude. I'll teach it to you. All right. Oh, cool. I'll show you. It, 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 it's not... It's not it's that sound. hard, and then it's just, it sounds. It's it's a it's a little tricky. It, it is a little tricky, but like again, it's one of those things. Once you, once you figure out what it is, and you you know the sticking, you work on the sticking for a fucking few minutes. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. I, I get it now. Yeah, I get. It. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's, it's a fun one. Stuff and the Morton Nielsen uh, stuff, like you know, easy. That's very easy stuff to do. No, no. Angel, you mentioned, um, and I just I bring this one up because this was both Wayne and mine's uh, first King Diamond album, and we both like it a lot. But uh, you said you don't really care for the eye. Is that just because of the drum sound on it, or just the album in general? Uh, I guess I was kind of already overdosed on King Diamond. Okay. By that time, so like you know, 
I was like, all right, you know, this is kind of like not as good as the first stuff I was hearing to me. I guess maybe if I tried putting on the eye now, I'd appreciate it a lot more. Yeah. It's one of those things. Wow. This, this sometimes, sometimes there's records, you know, you don't care for them when you first heard them. And right. then you hear them like fucking years later and you're like, oh, this is, this isn't that fucking bad. Like, what was I thinking? Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that happens. That happens fucking more more than more than you think. I'm trying to think of an album right now where that just happened. Where I was like, "Oh, this shit is really fucking good." Like, what the fuck was wrong with me? <laughs> I know it happened to me. It happened to me with Alice in Chains years ago. Right. <clears throat> like fucking, I'm th- I'm talking about when the grunge era was happening. I was like, right. yeah. And again, at that point, you're all fucking. You're all it's extreme metal. You're discovering fucking deism. King Diamond and all this shit, and it's like someone right. throws throws Alice in Chains at you. You're like, this is fucking lame. Get these dopey <laughs> motherfuckers away from me. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear this shit. Right. And then you fucking, yeah. you grow up. You grow, you, you grow fucking few brain cells, and especially, I, like, I was getting really serious into drums, and as time progressed, I started to fucking, you know, you broaden your horizon a little bit. Right. So then I fucking went back listening to fucking giving Alice and Chains a shot and things like that. And I was like, oh, what the fuck was I thinking? It was a fucking right. dum-dum. This yeah. moves. Great, too. What's yeah. great? I mean, King Di- I mean oh, but this is about King Diamond, not Alice and Chains. So, right. King Diamond. Right. You said well, they uh, Who, who I just met. I met at that last show, dude. I met King oh. Diamond. Oh, did you Real pay for the uh, thing? I didn't pay for shit. Do you know who I am, son? Actually, dude, like, um, my uh, I'm friends with uh, my friend John, John Longstreth from Origin. Oh, he okay. fucking hit. He hit me up, and he was like, "Dude, I'm King Diamond. I got I got an extra." And he's friends with Matt Thompson. Okay. So you know, fucking. He hit me up, and I was like, uh, yeah, dude, let's go. So we fucking... So he had the hookup, and I was his date, basically. Right. Oh, well, nice. <laughs> so, Very cool. Well, since you're friend was friends it. with uh, Matt Thompson, get your friend to get Matt Thompson on the show, please. <coughs> Can't reach out to him? I did. He doesn't want to reply back to me. <laughs> uh, are you I, reaching, reaching uh, on Facebook? I did Facebook, and I did his website. So I did two different things. Wow, do you ha- are you friends with him on Facebook? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So so wait, so that means like it it showed that he read your message? Um, I have to look, but um, <laughs> I have I have wrote to him twice. Actually, yes. <laughs> Cuz that would suck. Like if it's still with the check mark on it, then like all right, cool. That means he just hasn't looked at it. But like, if you see his profile picture over it, that means he like read it and was like, "Fuck this guy." Uh, no, <laughs> a check mark still on there, so no, he just did not read it. Oh, he hasn't read it. But uh, I, I went to his website and I, um, you know, messaged him on there, and uh, never, no reply or anything. Which is kind of funny because he does take drum lesson requests from there, and he didn't uh, write me back. All right, dude. So guess what? Here's what you're gonna do: hit him up with a fucking drum lesson request. <laughs> and then when he write, when he writes back, he's like, "Yeah, bro, like uh, I charge you know whatever a hundred dollars for a half hour." You were like, "All right, yeah, that's cool." Oh, so I have this King Diamond show that I want to have you on to talk to you about. You know, I had an interview, and you fucking <laughs> sucker punch him. 
Not a bad yeah. idea. Modern problems require modern solutions. That's right. See, there was a reason you going there. You are a smart man. Giving you <laughs> ideas, buddy. Giving you ideas. <laughs> Didn't even think about that. Good idea. All right. Anything hey, else? You, you, fuck, you should. You should fucking hit up the guy, uh, John Luke Herbert, the guy who played on fucking Voodoo and House of God. Do I have to get into that? Uh oh. Yeah, you do. Now that you said that, you got to get into that. I have contacted him, and I had talks with him plenty of times. He just doesn't have time to do the show. Uh, really? Yeah. Apparently. Uh, First it was, um, God, I, do I have to leave this in the show? I guess I'll leave it in the show. I don't care. You don't have to. You don't have to leave it in the show. I'm going to leave it in the show, because you know what? This is King Diamond Show, and all you fucking people are in the fucking band. You should come on the goddamn show and tell us your fucking story. Cut okay. your bullshit out. For, five, for a, a half hour. Attention, yeah. but um, no, I asked him to come <laughs> and, and, and one his which was understandable, his daughter was have uh, graduating, so we said, you know, a little bit after that. So I said, fine. Uh, so I gave him extra time, I wrote him back, and there was another excuse, and I wrote him back again, another excuse. So it's just been excuse after excuse, and I just uh, I'm done, right? Right, right. That sucks, dude. That's a fucking bummer, yeah. But That's uh, next, he's, he's another one who's like. Totally fucking underrated, you know, underrated drummer. Right. Uh, he yeah. was killer on those, you know, especially on Voodoo. Like I, like I just, like I said, I love that record. But I didn't care for anything after that. I don't think that was his fault per se. I just didn't care for the music. But his playing on Voodoo was fucking. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell on the on the House of God, he was just like, uh, I don't give a shit no more. You know. Yeah, dude, he was going for broke on fucking Voodoo. Like you can hear it. You can tell, like like you said earlier, that sounds like older King Diamond stuff, and then, yeah, and then the house thing happened. It's just like, what happened? You know, which yeah. maybe maybe he doesn't. <laughs> maybe he's like uh, something happened, and he's just done with uh, talking about it. Maybe he doesn't want to talk about it no more. I don't know. I don't know. But we did we did get um, David Harbor. He was from the House of God uh, era, and that was a very cool. Okay. Piece of, that was a very cool yeah, interview. Was a he, cool interview. Uh, he did some behind the scenes stuff, some stage things that happened during the during the shows and stuff, which was pretty funny. Uh, oh so wait, that, what a, was it? Who was it that had beef with Glenn Drover? Was it you guys? It was, yeah, yes, yes, and we still do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. Harvest, so that'll be aired uh, at some point. As, what the beef with him? What what? Yeah, when we got into that, he's and then a dink. Public yeah. humiliation. <laughs> Wait, did you 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 had him on the show? Not not uh, David Harbour. We had on the show, but we didn't have Glenn Glenn on the show. All right. Yeah, but, it didn't it didn't get that far. He was uh, very prickish about the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta tell you, man. I I met like I met his brother twice, and that guy was like a dick, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's what we hear. I guess I will his, edit it His out. brother was a fucking dick. But then, like, I hear people say, like, oh, he's so nice, he's this, he's that, whatever. I was like, I met him fucking two times, dude. He's kind of a fucking prick. He's, yeah. he's, I think he's, I think even somebody described this to me. If you can help him out, he's nice to you. But if, like, I guess, you know, you, he has no use for you, and then he doesn't yeah. care. Kind of. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, whatever. I hate that, dude. Like, I hate fucking, like, I hate that too because he can come on the show and and promote what he's doing, which is the whole idea, you know. Right. So it's it's stupid to me. I don't know. But even just the whole thing, like being dick to fans, dude. Like, I don't know, man. 
Oh, uh, that's, that shit always fucking like as soon as if I meet someone who I look up to, which is scary, you know, like uh, is he gonna be cool? Is he gonna be an asshole? Yeah. And dude, it's amazing when they're cool and it makes yeah. you love them even more. Right? Yeah. And then when they're a fucking asshole, it's like ah, I it ruins ruins it, you know? Right? It sucks. Yeah. yeah. That's why I mean, we've been, we've been lucky, right, Greg? We've everybody we pretty much had on the show has been really cool. Like, yeah, been so- everybody's but, been cool. Yeah. yeah, we've only um, had and, one or two incidents, and that was it. Yeah, and really meeting musicians, you know, I've only ever run into maybe two or three that were real assholes over the years. For the most part, people are pretty cool. Yeah, My for the most part, same man. For the most part, even yeah. as much like fanboy and like how unbelievably awkward I am, most people have been pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it yeah, happens, dude. Listen, man, Dave Lombardo was cool to me every time I met him. So it's like that's that's it. I'm 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 all good. Yeah, yeah, it's all, I'm all good. All right, any more King Diamond stories? No, I, I I met him and that was it. And like I fucking almost cried. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Did he, did he tell you anything? Did you talk to him about anything? Did you have time to talk to him? No, it was you know it was pretty much like. Hey man, like I love you. Can I take a picture with you? And like he looked at me, and then he looked at his watch. Like he was like, and then he looked around. He's like, okay, we gotta go. He was talking to whatever crew he had with him. And then he looks at me, and he's like, yeah, come on, man, let's take a picture. I was like, (laughs) all right, cool. So I I take the picture with him. I'm like, dude, I've been just fucking. I'm sure you hear this all the time, and I'm just like a huge fan. Yeah. And thank you for fucking inspiring my youth and me as a musician. And he was like, oh, he's like, that means, a, you know, something along the lines, like, thank you, or that means a lot to hear, whatever it was. And I, I told him, I sent him my sympathies for Timmy, because Timmy right. had just passed away. Right, yeah. And then he, like, he tapped me on the shoulder, and he was like, oh, man, that's very nice of you. Thank you. It sucks. I know. And I was like, all right, man, I'll let you go. Go do your thing. And that was it. It was very short and sweet, but he was cool, you know? Yeah. yeah. He didn't go up to him and say, you don't know who the fuck I am? <laughs> bro, my, my, my fucking band is better than your band, bro. And we named ourselves after we were out. Yeah, right. My you album came out first. Try to do a fucking, try to you. do an odorous impression. Who did? Don't you fucking know. My band is better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> Could have told him I had two albums out before your, uh, your album came out. Over 13 right. years. I, I mean, we'll probably finish our trilogy before the Institute comes out. So <laughs> You probably will. Yeah. Yeah, I got to put a I heard, you know, that's true. I, 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 I think that, listen, that <laughs> fucking, that song, that last song that came out is killer. It is cool. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fucking, cool. You know, it, 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 it's got the vibe. The thing that bothers me is, though, that they have fucking Matt Thompson on drums. And I know he's blowing you off and he doesn't want to come on the show for whatever reason. Mm. But that motherfucker's insane, dude. On the no, kid. He's and he's old. just he's holding back. Holding yeah. back. Like he's like, you know, it's one of those things where like he's being restrained. Right. Yeah. And, uh, watch and I, I I hope I, I hope I hope that if this record comes out that King gave him some freedom. You know what I mean? Like, all right, you can go a little fucking wild in there, like just to mm. fucking let him do it. Cause the guy's that fucking good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you watch the uh, drum cams that he's put up on YouTube. Yeah, oh yeah, with Shaolin Death Camp and all that stuff. 
Yeah. Well, I've only seen the King Diamond. You ever stuff, seen but... any of that? No. Nope. Oh yeah. He's... No. There's some videos of him like doing sessions. Dude, mm. you gotta see that shit, bro. You're like, what the fuck? You didn't. You, didn't, you wouldn't think he's that good. Like he's that good. Yeah. Like he huh. could play fucking like Dream Theater or Death or something like that. You know? Or really? Rush, whatever. Like he's that good. You know what I mean? Wow. He could do fucking Death Metal. Wow. Like the guys. The guys just shit. Yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't tell because he does get held back a little bit in King Diamond, especially in like the first album or first album or two that he was on. You can tell it either wasn't him playing or they just he was just really like uh, you know forced to stay yeah, in there. He did, he did do like the Puppet Master. He was on that one, right? Yeah, he was on it. Yeah, but those, those drums yeah. sounded so he's, fake. I don't know. He's been with King since like 2007 or something like that. Uh, yeah, something. Like uh, that. Uh, I think it's probably like early 2003. Because wow. that's so when the that Puppet Master long. came out. Yeah, what was before the Puppet Master? Because he was on he was on Abigail too, and then it was Puppet Master. Oh shit! Well then, yeah. you're talking like 2001, 2002. So that's mm-hmm. even longer. Yeah. yeah. No shit. Yeah. yeah. So he's been with him for a very long time, and if he hasn't let him loose by now. I'm not going to hold on for the uh, next album. All right, that's it. All right, fuck it. Um, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure. Listen, he's probably got full endorsements and he's getting paid well. So yeah, I, mean, I think any like any, any uh, aspiring musician wishes to reach wishes to reach that goal in the yeah. end to be able to just do what you love and to be recognized for it and you know get get the all the perks that comes yeah. with doing that. You know. Yeah, I would. T- I would. You know, if King Diamond was like, no fucking, you can't play double bass at fucking six heat notes at two hundred and ten BPMs or anything like that. Like, okay, that that's fine. Right. Yeah. I won't do it. Right. Why not? You know, it's King Diamond. You got. All right, guys. If, if he's calling, you got to go. Exactly. All right, yeah. man. I got to run. I got. Right. I got to talk to the wife. You All got right, it. Man. Right. Thanks, Thanks again for coming on. on. All Thanks right. for having me, guys. It was awesome. We'll do it again yeah. and fucking just talk metal, you know? Talk right. shit. Definitely. You got it. All right. I'm all for it. Have a good one, guys. Awesome. You too. You Thanks too, a lot. Man. Bye. Right.